Okay, welcome to tonight's episode. It is January 15th at around 8.35 Pacific Time here in California. I was going to do this, I had a a good solid episode uh, planned for last weekend, but that had to get pushed back. Because, well, for one, I was sick with, uh, I didn't get tested, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it was COVID. So that had me out for about a good week. Now for that week, I just, every day loaded up on zinc, melatonin, 10 milligrams melatonin, uh, per night. And then vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E. What else did I take? Garlic, uh, Irish moss, vitamins, a lot of other stuff. I mean, just liquids, water, orange juice, grapefruit, eating mushrooms. I mean, you name it. So today was really the first day that I'm really... I would say 95%. So, but, uh, yeah, but also last week I was in Arizona looking for apartments with my fiance and, uh, yeah, we found one. So January 28th, just, I think that's about two weeks. Yeah. Um, I'll be in Arizona, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I'm counting down the days. So, but hey, enough about me. Let's get into this. Uh, We we got such, we had a good episode for last weekend, but there's, (laughs) since I was sick and this past week, I've been just loading up more information that I've been seeing. And I just added it all in today from what I had last time. So, um, what is, what is the end game for this pandemic? That's what you have. I mean, everything that I sit here and I, I explain, I'm sure any other podcaster that you guys listen to, um, anything that Alex Jones on Infowars says or anything that Joe Rogan talks about or Dr. Malone, Peter McClellan talks about. What is the end game here? And I think the end game is 
the pandemic is to force you to get the vaccine. That's the number one thing. Force you to get the vaccine. The vaccine is to force you to get the vaccine passport or the vaccine card, the vaccine app, QR code. It's different versions of it, right? Your freedom pass, as they call it. Or the, as they call it in New York, the Excelsior Pass. That passport, that freedom card, that freedom app is to force you to get eventually used to having a social credit score. Right? It's to get you used to, you're already used to being on your phones. 24-7, you know, uh, and now it's getting you used to having to show your phone, you know, to get into stores and restaurants and bars. The social credit score is to force you to get used to obeying the government, obeying Big Pharma, okay, obeying the big corporations and what with whatever they want you to do. That's really the end goal here is a social credit score and obeying the government. And you as the useless eater, the peasant, um, you'll just be living in the metaverse. You won't get anything real in life. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Right? The only thing you'll own is in the metaverse. It's not, it won't even be real. And the wealthy and the elites, they'll be the only ones able to drive with the with the carbon tax, with the mileage tax on the cars. They'll be the only ones able to drive. They'll be the only ones able to Go out to museums and concerts and shopping malls while you do all your online shopping and you're only allowed to leave your house for for work and groceries and emergency situations. And you'll have to have a pass too to leave your house. But listen, I mean, if we let it get to that point, the government, big pharma, corporations, they're going to have 100% control over how much food you're allowed to have. You know, why do you think Bill Gates is taking control of all the farms? He's buying up all the farmland. It's because he wants to have 100% control over how much food you're allowed to have, what food you can grow in your backyard, where you live. Uh, you know, they want to decide what medicine you're allowed to take, if you're able to have a job or not, where you can travel, who can travel, and they want to, honestly, at the end of the day, too, to be able to decide whether or not you get health care or not. They basically want America to be turned into the West version of China. I should say if you're in, if you're living in China, it'd be the Eastern version. But 
we're going to get into a lot more than just the social credit score. But um, that's really what the end game is as we go through. Just kind of remember, remember that, what the end game is. Now, another thing that I kind of noticed was uh, is there's a lot of um, masks all over the, the streets. Uh, people, I mean, I literally saw somebody throw their mask outside of their car on the highway the other day. It's just funny because, like, what happened to the environment, right? California banned plastic straws from being used years ago in restaurants, and customers now have to pay 10 cents per plastic bag. I mean, that doesn't do anything. Um, the plastic bags that they actually give you for 10 cents is actually less biodegradable. Like, they're worse than the other than the other bags. Usually when I get there, if I'm not reusing a plastic bag, which I always forget to take them out of my car, I always I get the paper bag. So, you can burn the paper bag. You can't burn the plastic. Uh, but there's a massive issue with this mask pollution. Big time issue. Um, I only say that because if you think about it, it's not just masks. The PCR testing, right? Um, all these COVID tests, they're plastic. So I was reading an article um, on this article came out March 15th last year, 2021, the National Center for Biotechnology Information. Uh, they say, quote, we evidenced, I think I typed that in wrong. Um, basically, the PCR generates... The PCR test generates 37.27 grams of plastic residues. Uh, that's per sample. All patients COVID-19 tested with the RT-PCR have generated 15,439 tons of plastic residue worldwide. About 97% of the plastic residue from diagnostic tests for, for coronavirus are incinerated due to their hazardous nature to humans, but toxic chemicals are released into the environment during the process. So, I bring that up because it's just a little, it's funny how as this COVID, I mean, it's still crazy, the COVID world, but you're starting to see the narrative. You're starting to see the COVID clown world crumble, right? So what's next on the list? There's always something next on the list. What's is it aliens? Uh, you know, is it an asteroid? I know you see articles about that. It's climate change. It's climate change. And you're going to see a lot of that this year and next year being pushed big time. Um, it's just funny because I don't see, you know, you're not going to see them talking about mask pollution um, or burning, um, you know, the COVID tests into the, you know, toxic chemicals being released into the environment from it. Uh, 
Yeah, you won't hear anything about that. In the year 2022, right, we had, who's that, who's that fuck? Uh, Mayor de Blasio. He, his uh, eight-year term, God, was he in there for, really? was he really in there for eight years? Jesus. Okay. Eight years, Mayor de Blasio. Well, that's a freak. What a weirdo. But anyways, he, he, uh. He finally, Eric Adams is the the new uh, New York City mayor. Um, every, and I, I think I talked about it in the last um, episode as well, where he said he's the new, he's the new face of the Democrats, right? Um, I mean, what he's doing so far, he ain't the new face of nothing. Okay. Uh, he's just the same old thing, unfortunately, for people who live in New York City. Because um, the first day he was in there, uh, it's a, an article, the next step for vaccine mandates should scare the hell out of anyone still living in New York City. He is going, he is mandating, I think he signed up on a couple of executive orders on this, mandating booster shots. For teachers, uh, officers, and other city workers, New York City um, had to shut down shut down the subway due to a twenty one percent increase in sick uh, slash COVID callouts. Thirty percent of the frontline workers, cops, firefighters, nurses, uh, were out with with COVID the last few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many other, I don't know how many, I mean, all these people who took the vaccine, right? Everyone who's taken the booster shots. When you're still sick and you're now seeing across not just Australia and Europe, but now you're seeing it in, in, in the United States where you have more vaccinated people who are being hospitalized for COVID than unvaccinated. I mean, what's it going to take before somebody realizes, before these knuckleheads, these sheep, realize that, hey, you know, listen, you took the vaccine, mistakes were made, you know, you should realize by now that it doesn't work. And you should not take the booster shot. Now, if you take the booster shot, then whatever. You get what you deserve. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, if you take the booster shot, then yeah, you really don't have any hope for you. But meanwhile, in Japan, Japan, there's an article that I read on the uh, Epoch Times. Japan says no vaccine will be given without consent. Uh, they said do not discriminate against the unvaccinated. So Japan is giving out, I'm doing tests on Moderna and Pfizer and J 
Johnson and Johnson vaccines. They're they're finding metal shavings, pieces of magnets in them. Uh, they're giving out ivermectin to vitamin packs to all their to all their citizens to help them fight against COVID early on, early symptoms of COVID. And now they're not giving, they're not forcing anyone to give back to, to, to have the vaccine. And they're even telling their own people, Hey, don't discriminate against the unvaccinated. Like they made their choice, you know, they have to live with it. Just like people who took the vaccine, they had to live with it. That risk they take on getting a, a, um, uh, some kind of side effect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Japan's kind of doing the opposite of what a lot of other countries are doing right now. Uh, also from the Epoch Times, the Pfizer board member, he said, cloth masks do not provide much protection against COVID. Now, that's funny because the CDC director came out and said the same thing that cloth masks don't work. They don't stop anything. They don't offer quote, much protection. You need an N96 mask. It's like, okay, well, wait, wait a second here for the past two years. We've been saying a lot of people have been saying that masks don't work. That cloth masks don't work. Even the medical grade masks don't work. They don't slow anything down. Sure, I mean, if you have, if you're actually sick and you're coughing and you're sneezing, that's one thing, you know, because you don't want big droplets to be spread onto somebody else, right? Through the air. But the thing is, if you're, that's sick, you shouldn't be out and about anyway. You should be quarantining in your home, whether or not you have COVID, the common cold, the or the flu. So, but for them to come out and say, oh, cloth masks don't work anymore. Um, the N96 mask the only thing, is the only thing that, that works. It's just incredible. Because these people aren't coming out and they aren't saying, they're not apologizing for basically calling everybody a liar who said what they just said for the last two years. I mean, these people are bums. Speaking of bums, um, Aaron Rodgers earlier this, early, earlier this year, Earlier this month, uh, there was some kind of, uh, what's it, some kind of Bears broadcast from some kind of Bears radio host or something like that, and he was talking about Aaron Rodgers and the voting for the MVP, and he said, they're going to get the number one seed anyway, but what if the difference had come down to the Chiefs game where he lied about being vaccinated, ended up not playing, and they got beat. I think all these things should be considered. I just think that the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. 
and the vaccine thing was just one more log in the fire, so to speak. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable guy at the same time. Uh, well, I mean, listen, if you're just talking about a football player, sure, you can be a bad guy <laughs> and be the most valuable football player for your team. I mean, he missed one game due to COVID. There's a lot of players in the NFL that missed that missed games and they were vaccinated. Hell, look at, uh, what was that? The head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. He missed a Thursday night game where he had COVID. He was on the COVID list. There were players today uh, who, who um, weren't allowed to play in the playoff game because and they were fully vaccinated. And they weren't allowed to play because they, were, they had COVID. They tested positive for COVID. So they weren't allowed to play in the playoffs. <laughs> Can you imagine? You get the COVID vaccine because you don't want to miss. That was supposed to be the whole point of this. When I was listening to radio shows well after the draft, like during the summer, and they were talking about this, mandating vaccines and that was that was the goal. That was like the end game. Take the vaccine so then you don't miss and you won't miss games. Take the vaccine so then we can all continue on with the season and we won't have any issues and and, and win a championship. Do your part to win the championship for your team. And now you got fully vaccinated people missing missing playoff games. So you have to ask yourself, like, what was the whole point of me taking the vaccine if I was still going to miss a playoff game? It's pretty crazy. But yeah, this guy, and he keeps, everybody keeps saying he lied about being vaccinated. I had a conversation with, because uh, I have an Aaron Rodgers bobblehead in the on the uh, front of my dashboard. He said he he you know he 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 was talking about how he lied again uh, with being vaccinated. It's like he didn't lie about being vaccinated. He didn't say yes, I took the COVID vaccine or yes, I'm vaccinated against COVID. He said I'm immunized. The definite these morons need to look up the definition of immunized. Immunized is you just have protection against a certain disease, right? Whether it's smallpox, measles, COVID, the flu, you have a certain protection against that. Yes, usually when you're immunized, it's usually through a vaccination. But it's also through natural immunity. So... That's what immunized means. It just means that through either vaccination or natural immunity, you are protected against the certain virus. Whatever virus it is that you're protected against. So, but I think people uh, people know that. I, I think they know that. I think they continue to, to continue to push that lie about how Aaron Rodgers said he was vaccinated, even though they know he didn't. They could literally 
re they have a video of him saying it. It's just uh it's just like what he said. I think he's a bad guy. Um it's the vaccine was just one more log on the fire. So it's just them hating the vaccinated. That's what it is. It's just people hating on the vaccinated. I mean, I'm sorry, hating on the unvaccinated. Um, because it's, it's getting to the point where they know right now that the vaccines don't work. And it's either if you're vaccinated, you're either one, you know they don't work. And you're willing to admit and to say to yourself, you know what, this isn't. The original vaccine that I took, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, AstraZeneca, these didn't work as well as I thought they would. So, yeah, it's whatever. You know, I did I did my part. I did what I thought, you know, I was supposed to do. And, you know, I think I'm just going to move on with my life and just not take the booster. It is what it is. I'm over. I'm done. Or... You're doing what a lot of people are doing right now who are vaccinated and they're pissed off. They're pissed off that they took the vaccine. They're pissed off that it doesn't, that they know it doesn't work. They're pissed off that the CDC, the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, the Pfizer CEO, they're all coming out and they're saying that these vaccines don't work. And... Now they're taking the booster shot, and now they're saying the booster shots don't work, and to get ready to take the Omicron. They're pissed off because they know that this shit don't work. But they don't want to say, to admit that it was a mistake to take it. They don't want to admit that they were duped, that they were played. And so their only option is to get mad at the unvaccinated. And you know, to de- help demonize the unvaccinated because they can't blame themselves, right? I mean, you're not going to blame yourself for your own mistakes. No, you're going to blame somebody else and that somebody else is the unvaccinated. And, you, you know, you got to misery loves company and until the unvaccinated are vaccinated, then, you know, they're always going to be looking for a misery. They're always going to be in the situation where misery loves company. And that's including people who have taken the booster shots now. You know, now people who've taken the booster shots are going to get mad at the people who are even, who are just originally two dose vaccinated. See, it's like it's, uh, the level has been raised. <clears throat> Um, but let me, let me play. I have the video of Aaron Rodgers cause they talked to him about it, about what the guy said and he called him a bum. He said, I think he's an absolute bum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, but let me play that video so you guys can listen to it. Um, yeah, he's not wrong. I mean, he's, he doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. I mean, to say he had his mind made up in the summertime in the offseason 
that had zero chance of winning the MVP, in my opinion, should exclude future votes. Um, and goes on to say that the only reason why he's saying that is because he's unvaccinated. That's the only reason why he hates him. But let me play the video. And then after the video uh, of the Aaron Rodgers, we will take a break. And then after the break, we will get into some Twitter videos of the Chief, Chief Minister Michael Gunner of the Northern Australian Territory uh, telling the unvaccinated they can't leave their home for work. And a young female in Australia on a TikTok video who's bragging about how exciting it is for her scheduled walk during a quarantine. And then... I guess uh, she said an American, how she discusses how Americans are selfish and that COVID camps are good. So we'll play the Aaron Rodgers video, take a break, and then we'll continue on. The 50 voters coming out and saying yesterday, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the MVP at the same time. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But, I mean, to and I listen to the comments, but to say he has mind made up in the summertime, in the offseason, that, you know, I had zero chance of winning the MVP, in my opinion, should exclude, you know, future future votes um you know his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league because he doesn't know me he doesn't know he doesn't know anything about me i mean i've never met him i've never had lunch with him i've never had an interview with him um his problem is i'm not vaccinated Okay, welcome back. So, as I said, we're going to play a uh, video from the Minister of the uh, Northern Territory and how he talks about locking down the unvaxxed. Um, I'm playing this video because this is what they want. In Australia, you're starting to see it a little bit in, in Washington State with their new legislation of COVID camps. We'll get into that later. And obviously, everything happening in New York City uh, still. So, we're going to play this video, and this is what they want. This is what they want to spread across like wildfire in the United States. I will now go through each of these decisions. First, the lockout. The fully vaccinated can continue as they were. For people who are not vaccinated, lockdown rules will apply to everyone 16 and above. 
If you are not fully vaxxed, stay home. You are at greater risk of catching COVID, becoming ill and needing hospital care. You may only leave home for three reasons. Medical treatment, including COVID testing or vaccination. For essential goods and services like groceries, power tokens, medications. To provide care and support to a family member or person who cannot support themselves. You cannot travel more than 30 kilometres from your home when leaving for one of the three reasons or the nearest practical destination. If you need to go to the hospital and it's more than 30 kilometres from your home, that's okay. The only three reasons, there, sorry, there are only three reasons to leave the home now, not five. Work is not a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. The Chief Health Officer has also determined that restriction of movement is critical right now and that one hour of exercise for the next four days is not essential. Remember, these restrictions only apply to those who are not fully vaccinated. So next we have a video of a female in Australia, a young female, probably early 20s. And she's in quarantine, 10 days in quarantine, and it looks like was to be a, uh, a hotel. Now she's getting a, from the TikTok video, she's getting a scheduled walk. And I'll walk through you. With, obviously, you can't watch the video. But I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll walk you through what she's doing through the video. But she, she's a scheduled walk. She's walking around. It's just like she's glorifying the COVID camp. And then the next video that's going to play like right after it is some guy named Ethan. She figures out that he's an American. He bashes on him and basically says like, hey, you're a selfish American. And COVID camps are, are good. They're good. Every life matters. And I have to be locked down to save one life right this is like the new the new world order like governments and politicians elites they love people like this they love people like this because they just do no matter what it is they do exactly what they're told and this is this is why again this is what they want in the united states I mean, this, these are the type of people uh, that that they want complete, 100% obedience. So he, here are the videos. I get to go outside. I am so incredibly excited. I got my blue wristband, which means that I'm allowed to leave my quarantine room and go for a walk outside in the car park. My scheduled time is in 15 minutes. Um, so I'm going to take you guys with me. She's putting on her shoes, you know, hotel, putting on her mask, all in the TikTok video. She's leaving, going to the elevator, putting up a peace sign, walking around a parking lot that's fenced off with security guards around it. <sighs> going back up the elevator, and now she's back in her room. It is so hot outside. I'm sweating. I get to go outside. 
this this call me just smells American. I went to his profile. I'm correct. This entire comment just speaks me, myself, and I, and the entire world revolves around me. Here's the biggest difference between you and I, Ethan, is that I'm more than happy to stay in a government quarantine four and a half star hotel um, where I get food delivered to me three times a day, where I can watch as much Netflix as I want, and I can choose between two of the comfortable beds that I'm going to lay on for 10 days so that I can ensure that I don't come into contact with anyone who is at high risk and may die if they were to contract the virus. It's 10 days of sacrifice for me for a life for another person. I understand the measures are extreme. New Zealand has had 59 deaths of COVID-19 since it started. America has had 829,000. To you, it's just a number. To someone else, it's their family member. Be better. Okay. <clears throat> now, in another video, I have the CDC director. She was on Fox News a few days ago. He asked her whether she has the numbers to clarify out of all the deaths that have been labeled COVID. Are they from COVID or with COVID? This is what I've been asking for about a good year and a half. Are these deaths from COVID or are they just with COVID? That's a big difference. And the CDC director can't answer it. This is the CDC director. Now, either she can't answer it or she won't answer it. I think that she can't answer it because she literally doesn't have the information because these hospitals aren't keeping track because they don't, they don't care, right? Because they're getting money for, for their patients who come in, they test positive for COVID. They get money for that. They get money every time that patients are put on ventilators and having their lungs blown out and die, but if they get money for all the deaths that they can label as COVID. Which if you test positive for COVID and you're put on a ventilator, which then you die, you're always gonna that they're always gonna label that as a COVID death, no matter what. So that should be a huge red flag right there. So we're gonna play that video, and then right after that video, you're gonna hear the Pfizer CEO. Uh, talking about vaccines and the Omicron vaccine. Uh, the Pfizer CEO, during the short video, admits that the admits that the original vaccines don't work, and that boosters provide minimal protection against death, uh, but but not infection. So none. So we were told at the beginning of this year that it prevents against infection. And you won't be hospitalized. You won't die from it. Now, all the vaccines, including the booster shot, don't work against infected. You're getting infected. Period. Whether you're fully vaccinated, booster shot, or you're unvaccinated, you're getting infected. And now that the original vaccines don't even protect you really against death or hospitalization. Because we see... A lot of people who had the original vaccines, they're dying 
they're being hospitalized way more than the than the unvaccinated. It's, and, and, and there was actually an article about that from Australia, which I'll read later. Uh, so yeah, we'll play that video. So the vid- first video is the CDC director that she can't answer how many deaths are from COVID or with COVID. And the second video is going to be the Pfizer CEO on the on how the vaccines don't work and how he's talking about how they're going to push vaccine 1.1, the Omicron vaccine. And it'll be ready in the spring. Do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID? Or how many are with COVID, but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um, Yes, of course. With Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, And of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. Uh, And we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths, uh, and against deaths, I think, very good, um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now, we are working on a, on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1, let me put it that way, that uh, will cover Omicron as well. And, uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to, to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. Welcome back. So you just heard the video of the CEO, uh, Pfizer CEO, talking about how the, you know, the new Omicron vaccine is going to be pushed. Vaccine 1.1 is going to be pushed in the spring. Now you're saying, why, are they, why would they push this new vaccine, Right. And this is from the Epoch Times a few weeks ago, actually. I think it was the last week of December or the first week of January. Forget. Remember, I said that this was back in October when Fauci said that, oh, and the CDC said that, oh, well, we, the definition of fully vaccinated might change. We're looking into it. And I said, they're going to change it. Fauci said, fully fully vaccinated definition now includes up-to-date boosters. Using, quote, keeping your vaccinations up-to-date instead of, quote, fully vaccinated. We need to find out what the durability of protection of the third dose is, the booster, before we start thinking about the fourth shot. 
which you're already seeing that the booster doesn't work. They're blaming Omicron. They're blaming other, the Florona. Um, don't they, I think they, oh, the Deltacron, which is Omicron mixed with Delta. Florona, which is the flu mixed with Corona. Now they can, now they can legitimately, with Florona, now they can legitimately say count flu, count flu cases as COVID. See? See how that works? See how the game is played? But also, it's, he doesn't want to say fully vaccinated as the definition. He says, oh, it's, we don't want to say that. We want to we want to keep it at keeping your vaccinations up to date. Right? That way they don't have to f- continue to change the definition. They just say, "Oh, well your your shots aren't up to date. You haven't gotten your boosters." It's it's that time of the it's that time of the the year. It's that time for you to get your booster. It's that time of the year. Is that time for you to to get the vaccine 1.1, the Omicron vaccine? Now you ask, well, Mark, listen, I got my vaccine, right? I'm fine. I got my vaccine. I got my vaccine card. I'll be fine. I got I got to keep my job, right? Let's just say you're a nurse. I got to keep my job. I took the vaccine. I did my part. I don't need the booster. Well, they're going to push the booster onto you. They're going to mandate it soon. Just like they are in New York City. They're going to mandate it soon. And then they're going to mandate the Omicron back. Oh, and you don't like that? Okay. Well, then they're going to start pushing out. Because they got a plan for you too. They're going to push out legislation that for you little uh, domestic terrorists that don't want to go along with the program, that don't want to obey your government. What am I talking about? Well, Washington State Legislature just put out a bill, 246-100-040. And it's procedures for isolation or quarantine. Now, if this is passed, which I wouldn't see why it wouldn't be, it's Washington. Um, It says, quote, at his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine. They, let's see, has first made reasonable efforts, which shall be documented to obtain voluntary compliance with request for medical examination, testing, treatment, counseling, vaccination, decontamination of persons or animals, isolation, quarantine, and inspection of enclosure facilities, or has determined in his or her professional judgment that seeking voluntary compliance would create a risk of serious harm. I'm reading straight from the legislature, guys. Straight from the legislation. 
and had reason to believe that the person or group of per, of persons is or is suspected to be infected with, exposed to, or contaminated with a communicable disease or chemical, biological, or radio, radiological agent that could spread or contaminate others if remedial action is not taken. And has reason to believe that the person or group of persons would pose a serious or imminent risk to the health and safety of others if not detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine. So there you have it, folks. I told you. Whatever happens in Australia happens in Europe. Whatever happens in Europe happens in the United States. It just happens in the big, blue, Democrat-run crazy, fucking liberal, disgusting, mentally ill states like California, New York, Washington, Oregon. It happens in those states and happens in the cities also. Big blue cities like LA, San Francisco, Austin, Texas, Philadelphia, New York City, Washington, D.C. So, I mean, now you're starting to see them push this stuff out. We are one step closer to a civil war. Because you can't have, eventually, you can't have half of the country imposing vaccine mandates, dragging people off into COVID quarantine camps, labeling people domestic terrorists and then the other half doing the exact opposite everybody pretty much living free normal lives and there not be any issues there not be a war that just I'm sorry that just doesn't happen like that now we're going to cut to break you know what, before we cut to break, I want to read a two articles from the San Diego Tribune that I picked up on, on uh, December 30th last year. Uh, one says, are San Diegans of the year the vaccinated? And the other article is, stop playing games. So... I'm going to read it, and it just, listen to how crazy this shit is. Because this was a newspaper that I picked up, and I was I didn't even pick it up for this article, to be honest with you. I actually was just cutting out other stuff and putting it in my, in my stack of binders to keep. Uh, and then I, I came across it. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck is this? Are San Diegans of the year the vaccinated? For years, the San Diego Tribune editorial board has recognized the San Diegan of the year, or a person or a group of people who had an outside impact on the region. Last year, we saluted Dr. William Wilma J. Wooten, San Diego County's longtime public health officer, 
for her determined and principled response to the COVID-19 pandemic in spite of some irrational opposition to basic measures to limit the spread of the highly infectious and potential deadly disease that dominated all of our lives. You like how they say that? In spite of irrational opposition, right? Again, demonizing the opposite. A year later, the pandemic persists. The national death toll is more than doubled. Huh, yeah, the death toll is more than doubled, and so has the vaccinations. Put two and two together. The irrational opposition has only intensified the, politiz- the, politiz- the politicization of a public health crisis has only hardened. Think about how worse it would have been without the vaccines that were developed and distributed so quickly. For free! A modern miracle! Into the willing arms. Oh, the willing. the w- I like how they said that. The willing arms of 4.4 billion people. 56% of the world's population. And into the sometimes less willing arms of children as young as five. Or the hesitant or the skeptical. You mean the willing arms of people who were forced, who were coerced, who were th- whose lives were threatened, that they didn't take a fucking vaccine, that they weren't going to be, that they were going to be made homeless. Th- those willing, that willingness. That's an interesting way to put willing to do something. I think you mean coerced. I think you mean bullied. I think you meant threatened continuing on with the article imagine life without the vaccines more holiday celebrations canceled more hospitals crowded more restaurants closed more gyms and movie theaters and chairs at dining room tables empty more morgues overwhelmed that's funny because you have all of that with the vaccines, with the boosters, you have all of that. More of it, actually, than 2020. But, I mean, who the fuck am I? Right? Continuing on. Vaccines save lives isn't just a hashtag. It's a reality. Vaccines work, but unused and discarded vaccines don't. This is why the San Diego Tribune editorial board is not just recognizing one San Diego of the year in 2021. We're honoring the 2.5 million of our San Diegans county residents who refuse to believe, here we go, who refuse to believe the conspiracy theorists and became fully vaccinated in 2021. Well, you're not fully vaccinated anymore, are you? Because that definition has changed. So you got to take your booster. Or else now you're, you're a conspiracy theorist until you take your booster shot. And make sure to take your fucking Omicron too. In so doing, they didn't just protect themselves. They helped protect others. Including vaccine critics and skeptics. Uh, 
Do you see how, and I'm kind of reading on and off with the article here. It's because they know a lot of people are regretting taking this vaccine. So they're pushing, and I guarantee you this isn't just in, this type of article just isn't in the San Diego Tribune. It's in all, all over the country. But it's how do we how do we keep people on board when when they don't like they were they're starting to regret they're getting sick they're starting to regret the fact that they got the vaccine and how do we continue to push the vaccine but make them feel good about their decision that we threatened them to do that we coerced that we bullied them into how do we make them feel good about it and then how do we demonize the other side, right? Late last year after the vax first vaccine was approved for emergency use, these experts expressed confidence that hospitalizations and deaths would plunge among the vaccinated who would have minor side effects. They also said far less likely to transmit the virus than the unvaccinated. That's exactly what's come to pass. That's a that's a flat out lie. They just flat out lied. Anti-vaccination activists who say the shots are more dangerous than the disease are lying out of their teeth. Thankfully, their movement may be running out of gas, called into question by the very person who breathed the most life into it, as President Donald Trump most incited conspiratorial views in 2020 by downplaying COVID-19 and refusing to wear a mask or practice social distancing and recommending absurd alternative treatments, all while ridiculing Dr. Anthony Fauci and public health agencies. Now he has finally come around on the key issues of vaccinations. With the Omicron variant spreading rapidly and new variants looming, the fully vaccinated need to get their booster shot. Uh, okay. So, after that whole article, this is the end of that article. After that whole, let me just read it. Let me just finish it. And then we'll, okay. Let me just finish it. With the Omicron variant spreading rapidly and new variants looming, the fully vaccinated need to get booster shots and the unvaccinated need to get their first and second jabs to combat our common foe, COVID-19. To those who got their shots, thank you. To those who haven't, it's your turn. Okay. So, they demonize... They lie straight that the whole article, they just lied. There's not a single thing in that article that's true. And they demonize the unvaccinated. They call them conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers. And they even say, oh, Trump, Trump. The biggest conspiracy theorist of them all is, is backs it up. Yeah, he backs it up because Pfizer paid him $1 million in 2020 for his campaign. So, of course, he's going to back him up because they're paying him. 
But I like how at the end of the article, it says that after they just pushed and, and pumped up how great of a decision it was to get fully vaccinated and, and don't feel bad, don't listen to the conspiracy theorist telling you it's never going to end. They pushed the booster shot. Why? Because the vaccine doesn't work. If it did, they wouldn't be pushing the booster shot. And why the hell? Isn't that crazy? Push the booster shot. But, I mean, what a dilemma. It's, (laughs) you're telling the people who are vaccinated hey, your original vaccine, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. Um, it doesn't doesn't protect you against anything. So we need you to take the booster shot that may or may not protect you against death and hospitalization. It won't protect you. You're going to get infected again. You're going to get sick. Um, but you need to take the booster shot anyway. And then do an about-face and say to the unvaccinated, hey, you guys are pieces of shit. You conspiracy theorists, you domestic terrorists. You need to take the vaccine. The vaccine saves lives. I mean, the amount of clown show. I don't even think that that's... That... That wording does it does it justice of how retarded this is. <sighs> okay. Before we hit into break, let me read this. Uh, it's a long article, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I, I highlighted a couple pieces. So I'll just read the pieces I highlighted. Stop playing games. This is an article from, I don't know who the hell Joe Matthews is, but anyways, listen to this, and this kind of goes hand in hand with what, what I've been talking about, these lunatics, and how they want COVID camps, and how they want to up the ante, Okay. And, and how this is going to, it's people like this, the article I'm about to read, it's people like this that's going to create a fucking civil war. Stop playing games. When is California going to stop playing COVID games? Your columnist devoutly follows the, the guidance of public health officials. I wear two masks around town, even after having, even after having had all three vaccine shots. To put my question or to put my question more directly to Gavin Newsom, who recently extended his own emergency powers through March, why should anyone take seriously your emergency declarations while you allow major events in California to go on before packed crowds? If holding the Rose Bowl appears irresponsible, then what about the Super Bowl, scheduled for February 13th in Inglewood? Yes, that middle-class city 
and its businesses have invested heavily in making SoFi Stadium a world-beating venue for mega events. And this game is an early test. But if this emergency continues into the first several weeks of the new year, the Super Bowl should be called off, postponed, or at least held without a super-sized crowd. Why do the rich and powerful get to keep having their parties and bowl games while your office or church feels pressure to call off their events? It's become common for officials and elites to dismiss criticism by blaming, with good reason, the failures of everyday people to mask and vaccinate. In recent weeks, my faith in public health has been shaken. I'm thinking of calling a friend who has Rose Bowl tickets so I can go to the game and in solidarity with my fellow Americans, roll the dice on whether I catch COVID. My public health officials don't seem to mind because if they weren't playing games with COVID, they'd call off the games. Right? So that's the end of the article. So, how to respond? I mean, he kind of said it at the end. He answered his own question at the end of the article. Shut the fuck up. COVID games are done. No one cares anymore. Live your life. Go do what you want to do. Go to the Rose Bowl game. Go do what you want. You're right. The elites and politicians and celebrities, they don't give a shit. Hell, AOC. Uh, (coughs) AOC has been advocating for masks and vaccines and all this other crap. But she just took a vacation to Florida where she wasn't wearing a mask and she enjoyed the freedom that Floridians have had for the past year and a half. So that's the thing. It's this isn't about your health. I'm going to continue to live my life and do whatever the hell I want to do. Okay. Everybody else is these people who should be worried about it. The people who are passing laws and policies and mandates, they don't give a shit. They're doing whatever the hell they want to do. Okay. So hell, if they're not worried about it and they have more, I mean, they have more information. I mean, they tell me all the time they have more information at their disposal than I do. So if they have more information about this stuff than I do and they're not worried about it. Well, then why should I be worried about it? <clears throat> Let's take a break. And when we come back from the break, let's see what we got here. When we come back from the break, we're going to do a video of Fauci. So right after the break, it's going to go right into a video of Fauci in 2009, uh, where he's talking about forced global vaccines. So this dude was talking about forced global vaccines back in 2009. So you're going to hear that video right after the break. And then we're going to get into the new variants, what that means, uh, uh, and we're going to go into detail on 
the Nuremberg Code and how Twitter fact-checked it and said COVID-19s and restrictions do not violate the World War II era Nuremberg Code. So we'll get into all that after the break. person, I would think that the goal that I would see to really stabilize the system and therefore make it less of a crisis issue when you get to have a pandemic uh, flu, which we know will will again occur as was predicted, uh, even though they're rare events, they do occur, is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. And, and what we foresee in the future is that influenza vaccine will be something that is essentially a routine vaccination for everyone. And if we then transition that into the universal vaccine, then you may only have to do that every couple of years and get people protected not only from seasonal flu, but from pandemic flu. In my mind, that's the end game. And that's good for the companies, too, because they're going to know and predict that every year the vast majority of the American population is going to get vaccinated, not having to guess will they or will they not this year or next year. Okay. So there you heard it from Lord Fauci, the dog killer himself, uh, talking about in 2009, uh, endless vaccinations, a pandemic vaccination for the world. Now, speaking of endless, an endless pandemic, You had a couple of new variants come out. The new uh, IHU. Uh, it stands for something, but I, I didn't look into it. it does, who cares? The new variant IHU has 46 mutations that was found in France. A male that was vaccinated. From Forbes, uh, you have the Fluorona variant cases. Raising concerns of severe double infections. Flu and COVID share symptoms including fever, headache, cough, muscle aches, and fatigue. Fluorona case was found in Israel first amongst a triple vaccinated male. Uh, the New York, the New York Times reported that over seventy percent of patients hospitalized with the flu may also have tested positive for COVID too. So. Uh, the first two Florona cases uh, were detected in the U.S. about two weeks ago. One in Texas, one, one in California. The patient said, quote, I ended up getting tested the day before Christmas for strep throat, flu, and COVID. I didn't think I had any of the, any of the three. It felt like a mild cold. Um, COVID and the flu are the same disease. Both are viral and cause difficulty breathing since both attack the upper respiratory tract. Uh, No shit. 
it's mind blowing of how brainwashed, of how hypnotized so many of us have become to this. Like, and and then and then they're missing the um another variant called Delta Cron. It's Omicron and Delta mixed in. It's they figure it out that two things. One one variant isn't good enough to scare people, so we're just gonna combine them all. Okay. Uh, you might as well just come out and say, "Hey, we found a variant called." Mega, the mega, just call it the mega, the mega variant. And it just has everything the common cold, every single variant Delta, Omicron, IHU, the fluorona, flu, COVID, fucking AIDS. It just has everything. It's, it's just going to get to that point. And they came up with the, now, now the fluorona. See, they came out with that because there started to be some questioning about where the flu went. Because it just, there was an article I read last episode of how the flu took a year off. Because that's, that's how it works, right? Diseases just take a fucking year off. Like they, they just take a vacation. So, what they do? No, they just made up. They just made up uh, another variant. Oh, the flu rona. Yep. So now they can just take all the flu cases that, I mean, they were counting all tens of thousands of flu cases anyway. They were already doing this. They were counting the flu as COVID anyway. And now they can like actually legitimately do it. And they'll just call it flu rona. <sighs> So. On Twitter, I was reading something. Somebody posted something about the Nuremberg Code, and then there was a fact check on it. And I was like, "How are you going to fact check the Nuremberg the Nuremberg Code? It's a Nuremberg Code. Like you just copy and paste it. Uh, what the? How do you fact check that? And they're fact checking because they're saying the COVID vaccines and restrictions do not violate the Nuremberg Code. So I went through a little bit. And um, fact check the fact checkers, if you will. So they said that the the 10 point guidelines established in response to the Nazi atrocities during the Holocaust are unrelated to the widespread COVID-19 vaccination efforts. Legal and medical experts, which they never cite the experts, okay? They always just put that in there, the experts. But they never actually tell you who the fuck these experts are. Legal and medical experts told the Associated Press that Germany's new COVID-19 measures, where they're forcing mandates and forcing vaccinations and putting unvaccinated into COVID camps, uh, that Germany's new COVID-19 measures don't violate the Nuremberg Codes because the that ethical code applies to research involving human subjects, not public health interventions. Moreover, 
the Nuremberg Code does not apply to COVID-19 jabs because they have undergone extensive clinical trials and have received emergency use authorization around the world. Informed consent is still required for those receiving the vaccine. The Nuremberg Code does not make, does not make any mention of face masks. Now, I mean, how do you unpack that? How do you unpack 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 that clown show of a fact check? How do you unpack this garbage? First off, when they're talking about these ethical codes that apply to researching uh, involving human subjects, it's, it doesn't involve it not it doesn't involve public health interventions. Um, yes, yeah, is that the same ethical code? That the FDA uses, you know, the same ethical code that they use, and which then, on average, four thousand drugs and devices are pulled from the shelves due to injuries and deaths each year. Did, is that the same ethical code? Does the FDA use that one? Because if, if the FDA is using that that same ethical code, then we're all then we're pretty fucked. Uh, a clinical trial, uh, and this is according to the CDC, a clinical trial involving humans, um, that's the same one that they said won't be completed in tw- until 2023. That, you know, the clinical trial that everybody is in right now, everybody who took the vaccine, you're in a clinical trial. You can look that up on the CDC website. And you, it won't be completed until 2023. And they actually, I think they pushed it back to 2025. That's the definition of a human trial slash experiment. That's what they talk about in the Nuremberg Code. Like, when they talk about, uh, you know, the it's not a, um, it can't be uh, an ethical violation in the Nuremberg Code because it's 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 a public it's a public health intervention, not research involving human subjects. Um, a public health intervention would be more of putting a minimum age requirement for drinking and smoking. Right? That's a public health intervention. It's you have to be 21 to drink. You have to be a certain age just to, to buy cigarettes, right? Um, you can't drink and drive, right? That's a public health intervention. Not forcing citizens to take an experimental gene therapy drug. That's not public health intervention. Uh, a a cl- a human clinical trial is not a public health intervention. Um. 
so receiving also so receiving emergency use authorization around the world that equals ethically allowed to force injections into humans so ethically it's okay to allow force injections into human beings to force them into a human experiment that they don't want to be in but it's okay because it's emergency authorization. Uh, telling a person if they do not receive an experimental vaccine that they cannot participate in society or have a job um, is not informed consent. That's medical coercion. I'll say that again. Telling a person if they do not receive an experimental vaccine that they cannot participate in a society or have a job. That's not informed consent. That's medical coercion, which is against the Nuremberg Code. Also, when they talk about the mask, the Nuremberg Code did not have masks in it because the Nazis didn't force the Jews to wear fucking masks. I mean, you want to talk about a level of retardation beyond the levels that anybody's ever seen before. I mean, it's Twitter. Uh, continuing on, more conspiracy th- stuff, folks. Um, this one's from the Epoch Times. Rare spinal cord condition flagged as potential adverse effect of COVID-19 vaccines. The European Union's drug regulator has indicated that a change to the product information for COVID-19 vaccines from AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson has been recommended to include a warning of a, of a rare, it's always rare, spinal cord condition called transverse myelitis. Transverse myelitis, or TM, is a rare condition that involves inflammation of one of the both sides of the spinal cord. Symptoms can include weakness in the limbs and tingling, numbness, pain, or loss of pain pain or loss of pain sensation. Sorry, let me read. Let me read that again. Um, symptoms can include weakness in the limbs and tingling, numbness, pain, or loss of pain sensation. Or issues with bladder and bowel function. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that just liberal? So kind. Epoch Times. Fully vaccinated Australians in hospital. Oh, this is what I was talking about earlier. Epoch Times. Fully vaccinated Australians in hospital for COVID-19 surpass unvaccinated. For the first time. New South Wales has been has seen more fully vaccinated patients hospitalized with COVID-19 compared to the number of unvaccinated patients as the Omicron outbreak continues to edge toward its peak. As of January 9th, 2022, 68.9% of COVID-19 patients ages 12 and over who've had two doses of uh let me read that again. Um COVID patients who are ages 12 and up 
um, and who have had two doses of the vaccine, 68.9% um, of the patients who were sick were patients who have had two doses of the vaccine. 68.9% of the people who were hospitalized for COVID had two doses of the vaccine. While only 28% were unvaccinated. And I guarantee you how many of those people from both who had the vaccine and are unvaccinated, um, how many of them just had simply the common cold and were just freaking out and got tested? How many of them just had the flu and were freaking out and got tested and, and, and admitted themselves? We'll never know. Uh, again, from the Epoch Times. Uh, some good news. The new uh, Virginia's governor, uh, Glenn Youngkin, ends the vaccine mandate for state employees and mass mandates in school. Within hours of his inauguration, he signed 11 executive actions, including lifting the mass mandate in Virginia schools and ending the critical race theory in public schools. He also signed an executive directive rescinding the vaccine mandate for all state employees. So, there you go, folks. Virginia's back in it, back on the right track. Um, but you still got that fucking DC, uh, that DC liberal nutcase in there. Uh, but yeah. So uh, again, it's just it's just back and forth. The Civil War continues. The Civil War approaches closer and closer. Uh, let's take a break. And then after the break, uh, yeah, I think this is the final break. If I do, let me uh, scroll down here. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, okay. The final break, and then once we come back from the break, we're going to hit up a, um, a right after the break. It's going to go right into the metaverse. Um, they're talking about how basically how great the metaverse is and they spend millions of dollars on digital they call it um, what the fuck they call it digital not digital art uh, digital land or something like that it says it in the video but basically the point is is that this is this is to get you used to just transferring your entire life to the metaverse, right? Where the poor, the useless eaters, the peasants will be on the metaverse, which the metaverse will be then be controlled. Oh, that's what it's called. Digital real estate. That's what they're calling it. Where elites, politicians, rich celebrities, they're going to buy land on the metaverse. And then all the poor peasants, you undesirables, you, um, you know, you filthy, disgusting human beings, you're gonna, you're gonna trans cause your life sucks so bad and they're not going to allow you to do anything. They're never going to allow you to leave your house. Um, you're just going to be on, on, on universal, um, income 
your whole life is just going to be on the metaverse, right? And then they're not even going to control that. Uh, while the wealthy go out and they enjoy the real museums, the real concerts, real housing, uh, and real vacations, right? Uh, so we're going to play that video, and then we're going to get into how FEMA hosted a seminar for response to a nuclear attack and why the, why that's important um, and how Governor Newsom approved uh, some sweeping reforms to start off 2022 for law enforcement. And I'm going to read an article to finish the episode um, about how the U-Haul uh, ran out of trucks in California. So we're going to get into all of that right after the break. are paying millions of dollars for plots of land that don't even exist. It's come to this, at least not where you and I can see the land. They're in the metaverse, the virtual reality space where a digital private island can cost as much as an average American home, legitimately. On the land rush, where there is no real land, here's CNBC's Andrea Day. So where are we right now? We are in Decentraland right now. I'm in my home in New York, and Andrew Kegel, a crypto entrepreneur, is in Toronto, Canada. We're at Amnesia Nightclub in Decentraland. But we're together virtually in the metaverse. That's me, that's Andrew, and there's my producer Chris with the Mohawk. This is the museum district. So what is this place? It's a digital world where you interact with real people, but as cartoon-like characters called avatars. Andrea, I think you need to save that for the club district. Really, the metaverse is the next iteration of social media. But there's more. Here, I will take you guys to some more interesting areas. Major artists are performing here, like Justin Bieber. You can go to a carnival. You can go to a music concert. You can go to a museum. All types of different experiences that you can explore and get immersed with. But what has some investors paying millions to grab a piece of the action? Digital real estate. Prices have gone up 400 to 500% in the last few months. Kegel is showing us around one of the hottest worlds in the metaverse right now, called Decentraland. So hot, his company recently dropped nearly $2.5 million on a piece of land here. Another hot world in the metaverse? The Sandbox, where Janine Yorio's company that invests and develops virtual real estate just spent more than $4 million on a parcel of virtual land. That transaction breaking records. The Sandbox is probably the second most popular blockchain metaverse today. Her company sold 100 virtual private islands last year for 50 All right, welcome back. So you just heard a um, the video from the metaverse. This is where this is where we're heading, folks. Okay. Nobody wants to work anymore. Everybody wants to stay at home. Listen, I love staying at home, and you know, 
kicking back, you know, uh, watching The Witcher or Ozark or kicking back and doing a podcast or something more than the next guy. But listen, there's something to going out and getting out in the world, making something of yourself, getting a job, earning money, and, you know, trying to just establish a good life. But we're getting to the point where most people don't want to do that anymore. Most people just want to sit at home. If and we saw that with the government when they gave out the COVID checks, right? Most people were happy just to be like, yeah, sure, I won't ever go to, to go to work again. As long as I'm getting paid, you know, enough to pay my rent and to go out and just get the bare minimum food, I'm fine. I'll sit at home all day and not do anything. People are perfectly okay with that and they'll be even more okay with it if they have somewhere to go inside their house, right? If they can like leave their house without leaving, that's the metaverse. FEMA hosted a, uh, a seminar. So this is interesting. Um, on January 6th of all dates, they picked um, that date to host a seminar for response to a nuclear attack. The webinar um, in tandem with its 200 and 41-page guidance on a hypothetical nuclear attack on U.S. soil called the Planning Guidance for Response to a Nuclear Detonation, which describes various scenarios and consequences 24 to 72 hours after a nuclear attack. Why is this important? Why am I bringing this up? Well, I'm bringing it up because I know I haven't gotten over it, but if you read... The SPARS pandemic that came out in um, 20, uh, 2017. And if you read Contagion, if you read Event 201 that came out in October 2019, this should be alarming to you. Because this is yet another scenario being held by government officials that, I mean, listen, you're not going to hold seminars like this unless you're, unless you, you are expecting this to happen in the near future, right? In other news, uh, this is from the LA Times. California Governor Newsom approves sweeping reforms to law enforcement in California. He signed a stack of bills, uh, eight measures, on December 26, 2021, that will hold California law enforcement accountable for misconduct and restricting uses of force that have resulted in death and injury. Now, a couple of these that I'm going to read off. I, I hate Gavin Newsom. Dude's a punk bitch. However, if I'm being honest, 
if I'm being honest. <clears throat> Some of the stuff is actually not too bad. It actually makes sense. <coughs> it actually makes sense. However, the the con on this let me just go through it. The first one is and I think all of this stuff has is I don't know if it starts immediately or if it starts like um, by the year 2025, I'm not sure. It's, it starts relatively soon. The first one is raising the minimum the minimum age requirement for a police officer from 18 to 21. So originally you could be 18 years old. You could really honestly apply at age 17 <clears throat> and then be a cop at 18. Um, yeah, that's been risen to age 21, which that I agree with. You're, that's why, I mean, I also think the military also, it should be the same thing. Um, if that should be an age requirement for the military, 21 years old. Um, if, if you can join the military and die for your country, right? Die in the name of freedom. But you can't um, buy an alcoholic drink. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I actually agree with that. And I think that just at 18, you know, by raising it three more years, that's three more years of life experience that you're going to have, right? That's three more years where you're more than likely, you're out of high school, you're going to get a job, right? You have more experience in those three years. A lot can happen in three years. Um, so I completely, 100%, give credit where credit's due, 100% agree with that measure. Um, police officers have to be at least 21 years old. I agree with that. The next one. Badges to be permanently taken away for excessive force, dishonesty, and racial bias. Uh, they cannot transfer to another department after having their badge taken away, um, which most police officers do. They get in trouble too many times. They just transfer to a different department in state or they just transfer out of state. Um, I'm, I like it, but I don't. Only because... I like it because badges... Yes, there are some really shitty cops out there. And there are, there are cops who do excessive force. There are cops who are very dishonest. There are racist cops out there. Both whites, both Hispanics, and blacks. I've seen blacks be racist against white people. Um, and they shouldn't be allowed to just skip to another fucking city and bring their problems to a, to a different city. So I agree with it, but here's my, here's my problem with this. Here's my question. Who's determining the excessive force? Who's determining what's dishonest? Who's determining what is 
racist. Um, restrict usage of rubber bullets, tear gas, and techniques for restraining that could interfere with breathing. Uh, I don't understand that could interfere with breathing. It, it either interferes with your breathing or it doesn't. There's no could. That's that's black. That should be black and white. There's no nothing in between. Either you're restraining somebody and you're interfering with their breathing, or you're not. So I don't like that. Uh, restrict the usage of rubber bullets and tear gas. Okay. What are you supposed to use? If you're a cop and you're trying to, uh, you're trying to stop a riot. What are you supposed to use? Because clearly they don't want you to use, obviously, lethal weapons. So now you can't use rubber bullets or tear gas. What are you supposed to use? So, and and now in certain techniques for restraining. So my thing is 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 what are you? I'm not seeing any. I'm not seeing any new training involved here. See, that's the problem. And there's all this other changes, you know, while some of I agree with, the problem is, is that there's a lot of, you can't do this anymore. You can't do this anymore, which is fine. But you have to input something good for these police officers, right? You, 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 you can't just push all this stuff and say, you can't do none of this. You can't do any of this and, and restrict and restrict and restrict and restrict. And then, uh, like, where's the new training at? Right? Uh, this is this is this is my point here in California, and why I'm leaving. It's yeah, I want none of this is reforms. You're just you're just you're not defunding the police, but you're making you're cutting back on. You're making it much, 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 much harder to be a cop in California. To the point where they're not gonna people aren't gonna want to be a cop anymore. Or they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna train to be a cop here in San Diego, in LA, um, in San Francisco, whatever the hell, Sacramento. They're gonna train for it. And, and a lot of these, and, and I spoke to a couple of cops years ago when I tried to become a cop myself. And they said they were having a big issue, especially up in Los Angeles, where, and this is why in Los Angeles, after you've completed the training, you have to stay in LA for two years. I think it's two to three years. You have to stay a cop in LA before you can transfer. Because a lot of what they're doing is people would, would, would take the training that they would receive in Los Angeles. Apparently, it's good training. And or other departments think so. And then right after their training, within a year, they were transferred to San Diego. Or they were transferred somewhere to Arizona. You know, Um and so they were losing a lot of cops. So that's why they changed that. But that's kind of what you're going to have here. 
you're just going to have people transfer. They're just going to have be like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Like we've got, um, apparently they're going to have an advisory panel made up of California citizens appointed by the governor. Yeah. That doesn't sound shady. That doesn't sound like it could, there could be corruption involved. Um, a modern policing degree program for new officers by 2025. What, what does that, what does that even mean? A modern policing degree program? What that sounds like to me is it sounds like they're just going to go into a college course and sit through a long PowerPoint on how not to be racist. That's what that sounds like to me. And the advisory panel sounds like it's just going to be made up of people who the governor chooses, probably a bunch of Black Lives Matter fucks and Antifa. And they're going to be deciding um, what it means for excessive force. They're going to be deciding what's dishonest. They're going to be deciding what's racial bias. They're going to be deciding what techniques you shouldn't be used for restraining or what could interfere with breathing. There's nothing in here that I'm reading where Governor Newsom has put out to where, where's the new training? Where's, hey, there needs to be certain times of the year where, or certain times during the week where once a week you're practicing, you're going to the range, or you're, you're practicing your training, and, and you can have one day of scheduled paid training where you're training on combatives. And you're training on how to use your taser. You're training on how to use a nightstick. You're training on on, on, on on the range with your weapon, right? To be more accurate. You're training on different scenarios. Like once a once a month, you're you're scheduled for training on uh, different scenarios, to, on how to handle different scenario training. Um I mean, on and on and on and on and on, right? You want cops to learn different techniques for restraining that doesn't interfere with breathing? You want cops to use less of rubber bullets and tear gas? Well, then train them on to use different stuff. Train them in different techniques. You can't just say, hey, um, all these techniques and stuff you've been using for years, yeah, you can't use this anymore. Well, what can we do? I don't know. Figure it out. Um, why don't you go to the Modern Police Degree Program uh, and learn about critical race theory? Oh, and this this person who's never been a fucking cop, he he's going to be, um, he was appointed by the governor, and he's going to decide that the complaint you got the other day, um, he's going to actually determine whether or not that was racist or not. And whether or not your badge is going to be permanently taken away. That doesn't sound fucked up at all. It Basically what this is, these reforms that Governor Newsom has put out, basically what it tells me is we're just trying to make Black Lives Matter happy. This is the liberal way of doing it. 
Okay, that's not the correct way of doing it. And you're going to get a lot more cops in California that are going to leave the state. And speaking of leaving the state, we'll finish the episode on this. This is from National Review. And I bring this up because I I typed in uh, U-Haul. I ended up getting budget. Budget's budget trucks better than U-Haul. But uh, I typed in U-Haul and this article actually just popped up on the on the on the Google feed from National Review. U-Haul literally ran out of trucks. U-Haul put out its annual review of interstate moves in 2021. And Texas and Florida were the big inbound winners. So inbound, obviously, meaning you had um, citizens, people moving into your state, right? Inbound. Outbound is you had people moving out from your state, out of your state. So outbound, inbound. So, Texas and Florida were the big inbound winners. No surprise. No state netted more U-Haul customers, and this is just from U-Haul, um, of what how they kept track of it, just from U-Haul. Um, no state setted, netted more U-Haul customers during the last year than Texas. The Lone Star State earned bragging rights as the leading growth state of 2021, narrowly beating Florida for top honors. According to transactional data compiled from the annual U-Haul Growth Index, Tennessee ranks third, South Carolina fourth, and Arizona fifth among the top growth states. So let me let me read this real quick. Let me just read the states in order: the top five from 2021, because more than likely uh, 2020 was around roughly the same too. So let's just say, really, for the last two years, this is the last two years of growth right here. And I'm going to go in order. Texas, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Arizona, the state I'm moving to in two weeks. Those are the top five in 2021, the top five among top growth states. What do all these states have in common? Oh, they're red states. So all you fucking people out there who want to say that politics doesn't matter, right? Red and blue doesn't matter. We're all fucking Americans. Uh, not anymore, we're not. Not anymore. I told you. This is what I said. This is the cold civil war. Okay? We're not in a hot war yet. If you want to know what a hot war, that means actual physical war. That means... You know, like World War One, World War Two, the last civil war in 1865. That's a hot war. We have actual bullets and fighting, physical fighting happening. A cold war is obviously the Cold War, like back with, with Russia and the United States. A lot of, you know, words being thrown around, threats, um, techno- technological advances, um, the space age at that time. Right, so we don't have a hot war right now. We have a cold war, a cold 
civil war is happening. Now, we could get to a hot war, but not yet. We have a cold civil war happening. And this is proof right here. Okay? The top five states of 2021 with growth are all red states, are all Republican-led states. That should tell you something. Growth states are calculated by the net gain of one way. Uh, U-Haul trucks entering a state versus leaving that state in a calendar year. Um, why didn't it uh, copy and paste the other one? So, there was an art. I'm going to try and bring up this article here because. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to bring up this. Sorry about that. It didn't copy and paste what I wanted, or I didn't finish it because there was important info on this, on this other stuff. Here we go. Okay. The last part of this um, article. So, <clears throat> California, I'm going to finish the article. So, yeah, I just read out to you the five states that the five top growth states, okay, that had, um, they're all red states. Now, California, however, according to this article, California, however, according to the data, bled outbound citizens. Outbound meaning, again, citizens from California leaving the state for other states. Bled outbound citizens so badly, it broke U-Haul's ability to measure because the company ran out of trucks to rent. California is 50th and Illinois 49th. Huh, those are two, and I'm sure New York is fucking on there too. Um, these are all Democrat-led states. They're on the list for the second consecutive year. So California is 50th on the list of states Dead almost did last on the for the second consecutive year. So 2020, 2020, and 2021, California remains the 50th state on the list for growth, which is not good. Um, indicating that this states once again witnessed the largest net losses of one-way U-Haul trucks. California remained the top state for out migration, but its net loss of U-Haul trucks wasn't as severe as in 2020. Uh, well, yeah, because nobody was fucking moving during the pandemic. No fucking shit. Um, if twenty, if the pandemic, the, the twenty twenty was the reason why people were moving in California. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two ain't gonna be isn't gonna be any prettier. Um, but this also can be partially attributed to the fact that U-Haul simply ran out of inventory trucks to meet customer demand for the outbound equipment so um there you go 
I mean, what else do you need? What else do you need here? You know, it's this is where this is this is where we're getting to. This is the end game. We're going to see a new civil war. We're already in it. We're already in the cold civil war. It's red versus blue. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you whether you're involved in politics or not, that that doesn't matter. Okay? Because guess what? Politics is into you. So whether you want to play the game or not, whether you think your vote counts, who knows, it may or may not, or you think policies, a Republican or a Democrat, you think it's all stupid, none of it matters. These people making policies, these people running the states, they think it matters. The politicians think it matters. And they're the ones that create policies and laws in these states. They're the ones that run the public schools that your kids go to. So, listen, if you're not into politics, you need to. You need to get into it. Because you need to know what the hell is going on. In not just the world, but in the city, in the state that you live in. Everybody else is. That's where they're moving. So. Uh, hey, it's great to be back. Um, glad I'm not fucking sick anymore. It's good to be healthy. Uh, I hope everybody's 2022s, you know, all going on the right track. This will probably be the last COVID episode I do. Next week, I might do one on, I'm trying to get one on experimentations and the sparse pandemic. And um, I want to get one on the Spanish flu and how that was created by the vaccines. Uh, I want to try and get to all that next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. But if not, then I would expect to do one um, once I get situated in Arizona. So once I get situated in Arizona, what I want to do is get a website going, get a blog going, and really get uh, some video content going. So I'm really, once I get settled in Arizona, I really want to to get this thing taken off. So, uh, but listen, as always, thanks for listening guys. Um, you know, follow me on anchor, uh, follow me on the Spotify. Also follow me on, on, uh, on Twitter, the Twitter account that I have. I don't really use it too much. Um, but, uh, it's I usually just kind of whatever I post on Instagram, I post on Twitter. Um, but that's it's called podcast podcast underscore capital R B F T T. And then my Instagram is freedom freedom fighter underscore nineteen eighty nine. So and that has with the Instagram, I'm on that most of the time. With the Instagram, you can actually in the in the profile link, 
you can actually open up Spotify and it'll take you directly to the show. So, uh, hey, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, yeah, hey, just stay tuned for the next one. And as always, we are going to end it with a clip um, from Joe Rogan talking about freedom. As soon as you give politicians power, any kind of power that didn't exist previously, if they can figure out a way to force you into carrying something that lets you enter businesses or lets you do this or lets businesses open, historically, they are not going to give that power up. They find new reasons to give back. We have to protect those freedoms at all costs, whether you agree with people's choices or not, because it is the foundation that this country was founded on. Freedom. This idea of freedom, there's so many people that think it's frivolous, it's not important, it's not the main thing that we should be focused on, but it is the literal structure that allows this country to be so fucking amazing. Every single country that's ever existed other than the United States, up until 1776, every fucking country that has ever existed was run by dictators, all of them. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right fucking here. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. And as soon as you see something, anything that comes along and inhibits your freedom, you should be very cautious of that. You should be very suspicious. Because anything that comes along that can inhibit your freedom is, by definition, anti-American.